Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is all about WrestleMania 22, held in the great city of Rosemont, which is not Chicago in Illinois. The song you're hearing is Peter Gabriel's Big Time, because if anything screams 2006 WrestleMania, it's Peter Gabriel's Big Time. This is a great WrestleMania that I enjoyed very much, and Chris thinks it's just in the middle. Chris Kelly and I talk about this WrestleMania, and that's why I'm recording an intro for it. If you're interested at all in what I'm talking about, you might be interested in the wrestling columns that I write for Neutrons, Protrons. Just go to youmeetthemeverybody.com and find those there. Uh, you also might be interested in another show that we do called Ubi Est Mia that's on the WGN Plus Podcast Network. So once again, just go to youmeetthemeverybody.com and all of that information is there. I enjoyed this WrestleMania quite a bit. Uh, CM Punk is in it, kind of, sort of, and uh, you'll hear his music for a fun reason. So, without further ado, here's some more Peter Gabriel. And here is Chris and I on WrestleMania 22. It's just John Cena doing a power move, and like they're both in Mania, hence we need to have them doing this, which is yeah. fine. Like, yeah, I'm totally fine with the poster. It's just it was confusing, and obviously at the time it made way more sense. And that's what it's for. It's not for retro. For, yeah, it's not for looking it's, back uh, and judging to sell pay per views. And uh, but I'm kind of surprised that they went with this to sell pay per views because like the theme is big time, which means nothing. Yeah, but I'm gonna be. The devil's advocate and go, why isn't the big show on your poster? Right. Why isn't Mark Henry, who is big yeah. and in his first WrestleMania and is also in this and or The Undertaker on your poster? Booker T is a big man, but he's taking the hit from John Cena, who in real life, very big man. Yeah. Pretty small on this roster. Yeah. Is Wait, is this Henry's first? This is Henry's first WrestleMania. That's crazy. He was I didn't realize he was so like... Big time. Mid-card. <laughs> No, I mean, what do you mean, Maid Cardi? He takes on Undertaker. This is his first Mania? Yeah. 2006? He came in in, like, 98. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's why. Yeah, he's been in the company for a very long time. Yes. So I messaged my good friend Jen Tisdale about this while I was watching it, being uh, asking, did you know Peter Gabriel's big time was <laughs> in the show? And she's like, what? She thought it was, like, WrestleMania 2. As it would be... Because this is because that song is from 1986. This is from 2006. Yes, this is awesome. uh, 20 years in, I love it. I'm completely serious right now. I like this WrestleMania. I didn't like this WrestleMania. I think you have the common opinion. Yeah, it's just I'm curious to see why you like it. I don't. I think I know why I like it, but I'm not 100 percent sure why I like it. It, Which is the worst way to describe anything. Well, it's interesting because, like you said, you like the transitional ones, and this one I find to be smack dab in the middle of an era, retreading and and spinning their wheels. Yeah. So I should hate this thing, right? Yes. Nope. I really like it. Yep. I I and I was trying to think of like, okay, what's the the worst part in this? It's so easy to just ignore. It's not even that bad. Which is the Playboy, Playboy pillow fight. Yeah. It's the least scandalous of all their like Playboy pillow fights. And I looked at it that way of like they couldn't even get TNA right. Exactly. It's like and JR was at their job. pretty disgusted by it. As always. And, and even even the king didn't get He was just like, Where are the puppies? Yeah. multiple times, which was 
horrible, but I didn't grow. I didn't grow up with this. I didn't listen to like Lawler mult- right. as a kid saying puppies. I didn't know this until a few months ago. It's like a non-existent thing. I loved it. It's right. so weird. Why I like this WrestleMania, but I guess we should start from the start. Yeah, if you want. So yes, this is WrestleMania 22, April 2nd, 2006, at the Allstate Arena back in Rosemont. Our third time in Chicago, not our second time, our third time. Did they say? It's our third time. They said our third time. Okay, I thought yeah. it was our second time. Okay, yeah. I forgot about the WrestleMania in three different locations. How, the second worst WrestleMania. What the fuck? Um, yeah, I mean, then 13, which is uh, when Austin uh, bled all over the place. Austin Hart. Yep. The year before, Brett got screwed. But yes. once again, Brett's good Brett. We agree. We're going to get to that, too. Which is good. Um, yeah, so we get we uh, we have our uh, America the Beautiful um, by Sorry, Michelle Williams. We should always. I feel like we should always mention what happened before we see anything. Okay, what did happen? An eighteen-man interpromotional battle royale. Oh, yeah. oh, like on the card. On yes. the card, which would have been really cool. Let's see who if there's anybody on here. Here we go. Gold Dust. That's good. I love Gold Dust. He was not seen. William Regal, another guy I really yeah. like, not seen. Road Warrior, not seen. Um, I think those are the only ones that really matter. Yeah, those are the ones that I guess really matter. Right. Here's the thing that makes it even weirder. There are banners of all these wrestlers around the arena. So you do see these people throughout the entire card, and you're like, why are they being promoted here? They're not here. One of you them saw- is dead. Oh, yeah, because they don't, it's, they've got the Hall of Fame ones the, it, and the card. Exactly. So, But right. there's also other people, like Hulk Hogan is on one of them. Well, you gotta, you gotta get Hulk's got to get his time, brother. I'm, I'm completely serious. Like, yeah, no, I know. Why was Hogan was Hogan supposed to be at this mania? Because I don't know. He's mentioned we're 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 recapping everything like there's actual history. Let's go back to Lillian Garcia. I apologize. Actually, actually, it's not Lillian this time. It's, oh, that's right. It's Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child, um, a Chicago native, a Chicago native who looks like she doesn't want to be there. That's what I thought too. Yeah. At least during America the Beautiful, my first note when was, they cut li- to her later, she looks fine because someone was like, "You should smile if they put a red light on you." She looked genuinely interested. Yeah, when she did the when she does America the Beautiful, she misses her cue, so That's she real bad. which is real fucked up to you mess up the first note. Um, but it's basically the epitome of like poor Michelle. Are you familiar with that uh, meme? I am not familiar. with So it. that's basically like Michelle being the like the third member of Destiny's Child. She is always. Like gets the short end of the stick, so I think there's like a tumbler for it. She's the least talented, though, right? Um, probably, yeah. She does like gospel, so that's kind of like doing Christian rock. Like, but if you're not should, good enough to have. She's it, able to sing, though, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. she's fine, but like she's you know. But that's the thing; it's it's a a real weird one. She definitely like yeah. We need someone from Destiny's Child, and you're not getting Beyonce or yeah. Kelly she's Roller. not very good. She's yeah. out. She's not in key. I don't think. For a lot of this, yeah, that was it. Was not a great way to. Is it a difficult song? I know the national anthem is relatively difficult. Well, I've never heard the second. Key. I've never heard the second verse of "America the Beautiful." What the fuck is Apparently going on? Apparently, it's more beautiful than we thought. Uh, then we get our WrestleMania montage. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes. With uh, Shine Downs, I dare you. Oh no! I thought we were talking. We, oh, we get two. I we thought you were talking about this montage during "America the Beautiful." Oh, what's in that? Well, oh, USA montage. Yeah, it's Ric Flair doing the Flair strut with a soldier. A slow motion eagle in front of a flag. <laughs> um, Cena with very happy soldiers. Lillian Garcia once again in Miss Santa Claus outfit with very happy soldiers. And then I want to say Rey Mysterio with soldiers, but I might be wrong. Then we have our montage. Yes. Then there's a WrestleMania. I don't. I didn't take any notes because these things are getting that they're very uh, similar at a certain point. Because now we have history. 
Okay, we we do have history, and we are acknowledging our history for the first time in a very long time. Ultimate Warriors in that history. Interesting. That's a note I have. Also, there were three years that you and I both thought that they hit it out of the park with these recaps. This is not one of them because they're not using the good. Uh, the number re- the number one uh, recap was with the old timers being like, back in our day, we didn't have the blah blah blah. Yeah, but this is their time, right? And using the classy Freddie Blassie. Exactly. Uh, VO, yeah. And then the younger men being like, they say it's fake. Explain these stitches yeah. or blah, blah, Were all these concussions fake? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Coming up soon. <laughs> I thought that's their pinnacle. So th- this is still, this is your like sports center recap. Right. This is not our NFL films recap, if that makes sense. It's it's definitely a lower quality. Exactly. So, yes, they are starting to blur, but mm. we could definitely notice it when they do stand out, and this doesn't stand out. Right. And that, that montage is is basically your here's 20-something years of WrestleMania one. Then they do another montage, which is a basically promo for the main event matches, where they kind of tease the storylines of the, your main event matches. Had that been done before? Like I don't remember that. I don't think so. I yeah. kind of like this. I like it in theory, but once again, I think the it seems like really chintzy. What do you mean? It just didn't look It didn't look good. It It had that like... Like mid nineties, like the title yeah, card, like like it, like a hit and pause on the VCR. Yeah, look. you're it right. It, it, it does look like mid nineties, and once again, we're mid aughts. Yeah, this okay. You're a hundred percent right. It kind of is like when there's NFL Sunday. I keep going back to NFL. I mean, it makes sense when they're doing like a recap of every single like matchup of the day right. before the actual program begins. So and yeah. that's what that is. And I mean, they're promoting. That's that's what they're supposed to do. And that that is to the song "Save Me Sorrow" by Bullets and Octane. Which I didn't know was a thing, um, and then we have our third theme when we finally get to the arena, um, and it's "Big Time" by Peter Gabriel, and that's the one that you heard in the intro because that's a legitimately good song. Yeah, what's going on? We have no idea. This uh, is weird. If anybody knows why, I mean, the tagline for this mania is "Big Time." My yes. assumption is Vince McMahon said our tagline is going to be "Big Time." And everyone had to scramble and figure out how to make that work after the fact. And it's the official theme. There's a title card. Maybe an hour in being like, thanks to Peter Gabriel for our official theme, big yeah. time. But that's not the first music you hear. Yeah, you hear these other like. Uh, this is not Aretha Franklin and WrestleMania Two with Who's Zoom and Who, which is a classic WrestleMania song we all yeah. know and love. This is a great song that could not have been cheap. And I just don't. It it adds absolutely nothing to this. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. I'm I'm not joking. I know you're not, but I don't. Why would you spend the money? Because maybe that's why... For once, why I, I want them to just be carnies and just have bullets and octane. And no, I love it. I think that's why I like this mania so much is because rather than hearing some bullshit butt rock band between every single match, I'm hearing an interesting look at what the idea of success is via Peter Gabriel in a setting that I recognize from where I graduated college, you know? Yeah, it's full circle for you. It I might mean, it works. be. It works. I really do like it. That's yeah. All right, let's keep going. So... So we are in Chicago, or Chicago suburbs. Rosemont is not Chicago. That's, I'm saying Chicago adjacent. And the uh, the first thing, one of the first things we hear from good old Jr. is that the Blues Brothers have been reunited because he's back on commentary. He was on commentary at WrestleMania 21. Yes. <laughs> so he was in between. He had been kayfabe fired because he had health issues to tend to. And he came, and so he's coming back, making his triumphant return. Yeah, but you'd think the announcer would be really clear in telling the narrative. And I understand right. why he didn't. Yeah. We're supposed to know. There's a whole road to WrestleMania that we didn't watch. I get it. But yeah. if you're going to do the recap montage video, you kind of need to do it for everything. You know what I mean? It's an all oh, or yeah, nothing type of thing. Oh, yeah, you can't just be like, or you even just have to 
Yeah, you have to mention why you're you're reunited. Yeah, but it's fine. I like Jr. a lot, yeah. and this is first time in the first twenty two years of WrestleMania where I'm like, I kind of wish Jr. wasn't calling some of this. Yeah. We'll get to that later. Okay, I can see that. Um, then the uh, we get to our first match, which is a uh, Big Show and Kane versus uh, Carlito and Chris, Chris Masters. Chris Masters looks like if Ken, the Barbie doll yes. version, Ken just took steroids. Right. It's yeah. a whole lot of nothing. Was he a popular man? I can't. I couldn't tell you. This is a, definitely a period I have no okay. knowledge of. I genuinely like Carlito. This is not his WrestleMania. Well, you are frequently spitting in the face of people who don't want to be cool. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love I love his gimmick. It's so dumb and wonderful, and he yeah. likes apples. That's his fucking gimmick. That's they great. They were teasing him possibly coming back like as recent as this year. Because his, co- his cousins are Primo and Epico, the, uh, or whatever they call them now, the, the, the Matadors. Yeah. And they're repackaging them, so they're like, let's bring Carlito How back. How old could this guy be? 30s. Yeah, he could do yeah. it. Um, so the... Uh, the big, big Show and Kane are the champions, the tag champions. They Which are, means it's a bad time for a tag division if two it, singles. If two are. singles guys, and who are usually, you know, I mean, at this point, I think they're the 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 last WrestleMania we had Big Show in a doing sumo matches. Like his his stock was not at a high, high point, but this is the uh, as Jr. calls it the the 2006 Monsters of the Midway. So that's your second superfluous uh, Chicago reference. Okay, here's the problem with that. The Bears in real life just went to the Super Bowl. Yes, they're the next monsters of the Midway. This is the year that they lost to the Indianapolis Colts in the Super Bowl. Right, that happened three months prior. Yeah. Any other year when you the Bears do don't make the playoffs, yeah. just say that. But not the year where they literally went to the Super Bowl. You're not the 2000. You could be the wrestling's version. Yes, of the how monsters. about that? Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's my one note. They are not the monsters of the midway. <laughs> that's good. And then my other note is uh, boring. Yeah, it's really boring. Um, you know, Kane's Kane looks really slow and just not not entertaining. Considering we just saw him in a ladder match the year before. Um, yeah, and uh, picture the only interesting thing I liked was when he quieted the crowd, and then he did like some of the loudish chops on one of those idiots and. Uh, but yeah, this is really it's really uh bad and Kane wins off a choke slam and who cares? But it's only six minutes long. Yeah. So who cares? Right. Exactly. And this is one of the best worst first matches of the night, because it's not super long. Yeah. We've had really great first matches the last few years. This whole yeah, we have. And this one is it's fine to start. Mm-hmm. It I think the issue on this and this whole card, my one of my bigger problems with it, other than the stuff of it being retreads, is the time breakdown is weird but this one is is works for now because okay it's great so yes it's a bad match but it's not the worst way to start a wrestlemania which doesn't kind of make sense on paper but in reality i get it i yeah. like it and then we have a promo yeah so we cut back to coachman with uh hbk with Shawn michaels um and this is to to promote his match later in the night against mr mcmahon decent promo yeah it's fine it, you know he this is at the time where i guess they made um, I think he, uh, Michaels at 21, like did his, in his intro, he like kneeled down to pray type of thing. Oh, we are acknowledging that he is born again. Yes. But this is the one that where they're acknowledging it a lot. And, and we'll get to why that's great so yeah. much later. And I mean, he basically, this message is promotes, you know, won't be me praying. Get ready for your own personal hell. Okay. So, so far. Okay. That's that fine. That does the job. You're yes. setting the table. So now we have our second, uh, ever money in the bank match. It is so clear why this became its own pay-per-view. 
Yeah, because it's like just a, it's just the spot fest. Oh my god! Yeah, because it's basically it's what we were getting at with the TLCs of like what can you do with a ladder and the ladder match that Shawn Michaels had at ten, which is still amazing. Yeah, top ten still. Yeah, out of these first. So many 22. of those those original spots work, and they st- they always work. And then you go, hey Shelton, what can you do with a ladder? Holy shit. Yes. Okay, so Shelton Benjamin is in this match. He had the IC belt last year. He still has the IC yes. belt. Did he do you know if it was one continuous reign or I have he, no idea, but okay. probably not. Okay. Just just wondering. I think they yeah. would have mentioned that. I don't think he had it yeah, in the three hundreds. So. Shelton Benjamin is no longer wrestling? Uh no, I think he's he's I, I want to say he's company? In, yeah. Holy shit, this man is amazing. Yes. We'll get to that later. But uh, other people in the match are Yeah, we have Fat Hardy. <laughs> uh we have Seamus 1.0, Fit Finley. Okay, so but Fit Finley's sort of a legend, though, right? Just not in this gimmick, like from, like territory wrestling from a decade prior. He's not. He like I'm trying to think how old he's like in his mid 40s at this time. Not yeah, he's right in his mid 40s then. Yeah. So even a do- decade prior, that would have been in the, like the no. Monday Night Wars. Yeah, I know, so but he could have been 25 and doing territory stuff. Yeah, I don't know the the Fit Finley story. Okay. I didn't know because there's to me. Why is he here? We have he so was, many yeah, young. He people. was a thing for a few years in the okay. mid aughts. It's a weird, yeah. Okay. It's a weird time. Ruthless aggression. Oh boy. We have Rob Van Dam. Yes. Who the crowd fucking wants to win? Yeah. Everyone. I mean, that that's a guy that's kind of like lost on me because I wasn't same. Yeah. I didn't get it. I think it's because he was the only ECW entrance or and and. Participant, participant, and you'll and as we'll see, it is a very smarky crowd that would like oh ECW. This, so. is, this is one of those times I wish I wasn't from Chicago. <laughs> That's a lie. I never wish that. <laughs> Ric Flair is there for some reason. He's fifty-seven and oh he's in a ladder God. match. God and uh, Bobby Lashley, um, another guy who was in there. It, I, he's I'm pretty sure a TNA right now, like towards the top of the company. He's a guy who had all the physical skills. He had the look. He's like a he's a like a really muscular black guy. But he was never good on the mic. So. Who was that guy that I loved from the last Chicago street fight? Uh, the only black um, Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed Johnson. He's yeah. this. He's this generation's Ahmed Johnson. But he's yeah. But he's uh, younger, and I think probably more athletic. Sure, sure. He's well, closer to a kid in. You can't be more athletic than Ahmed Johnson. He was a football player. Like you mean in terms of like ring skill set, more athletic or like that, and maybe like wrestling athletic. Okay, sure. I'll and give you uh, that. he's close right now. He has a very like a uh, re- uh, physical resemblance to Apollo Cruz in. NXT exactly okay so that's our that's our our group uh, this year they just start by just brawling in the ring cool yeah and um, I mean you get these those Benjamin spots of like running up the ladder and then doing a flip outside the ring oh my god um, you know Flair gets uh, what do you have there's a, there's a few things uh, Bobby Lashley wrestled for the army and that's mentioned like maybe five oh yeah times so his in this. so his thing is he like. He was a college wrestler, and then he wrestled in the army. And then I guess he was training for the Olympics, and there was a, um, like a he was at the bank and it was robbed, and he like hurt himself. He hurt his knee or something, so he had to like stop training for the Olympics and got into pro wrestling, and then later went to like MMA and all that. It's crazy. Yeah. And then Shelton so Benjamin, they mentioned that he also wrestled. Did he also wrestled in college at Minnesota. I feel like he was a. So amateur. was was he an amateur with Brock Lesnar at the same time? I'd have to look that up. Okay. Because they mentioned that when these two guys were fighting each other, and I want to stay actually, on that same page, yeah, yeah, that these are two more legitimate. Like, we're trying to – we're going more and more into that. In, in the 80s, none of that was mentioned, if anybody wrestled college or if anybody yeah. did anything. And maybe there just wasn't anyone in the company. But this is the first time that in this 
uh, entire card where you're going to hear like this person has their background includes blah blah blah, right. and it's usually like legitimate things, and that's sort of a even through our headlining match. Even if it's a made-up narrative, we're hearing about these guys' backgrounds. The backgrounds before and that kind of fading. Which I K-fade. really like about it. Yeah. So maybe no, that's, that's yet more, another reason. That's getting towards that reality era where mm-hmm. we acknowledge that stuff. Um, so this, Speaking of not acknowledging it, Ric Flair. What about it? Well, you were about to oh, yeah. his first spot. Oh, when he got suplexed off a ladder? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there, So he gets suplexed off a ladder and is like writhing in pain, and they do the... The referee does the X sign, which is basically like, we have a legit injury, but they've also turned it into, fans know that's supposed to be legit, so they also work it, and uh, as we'll see here. And there and the, JR, and uh, this is actually, there's four announcers, because it's interpromotional, and it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't really work, it's too many people, too many guys in the peanut gallery. But not nearly as bad as you'd think it would. Yeah, no, they don't like talk over each other or anything, but Flair, they're basically, JR, I think, is selling like, what? You know, what happened to Flair? How could this happen? How did he get hurt? Well, he's 57. He just got suplexed off a ladder. Yeah. It, like, hurt, it hurts to fall, period. Yeah. He just like, you can't even, even the young guy. What? A, how could he How could he get hurt? <laughs> Which I love about this. I love this so much because you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And guess what? That's the first time they use the above the ring cam, and it looks amazing. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, that's how that 57-year-old almost died. <laughs> so uh, since, inevitably, since he gets taken to the back by the trainers, inevitably he does come back. Yeah, to fight wrestling's somewhere. cool. Yeah. Um, and that's, there's, I'm, I'm kind of breezing over a lot of spots. Generally, I found this one to have a couple spots, but not, I think we're, once again, we're getting to that diminishing returns where I think a lot of the stuff we saw the, the last year maybe worked be- better and. Yeah, but it's not these guys' fault. No, no. And well, and we were also watching these in a way. It's not, yes, but it's not, it's the booking's fault because Flair doesn't need to be in this. Finley doesn't need to be in this. It should be your high flyers. It should be guys who are going to do crazy Okay, I'm shit. not going to disagree with that. So that's, but there's a few things that, like, Lashley doesn't need to be in this, right? He could be in it. Oh, he could be in it. Okay. Yeah, I'm talking about the older guys. Oh, uh, okay. Finley because there's a powerbomb three-on-one on Lashley. Yeah. That's just fucking cool. Yeah, no, that stuff's great. And um, then what What does uh, Shelton Benjamin do? Is it like he jumps from off of a rope onto a ladder? Yeah, he comes. At, they. It's like... Uh, Shelton out of nowhere. Yeah. Where he's not even in frame, and then he's on the ladder because he, like, moonsaulted off the ladder, uh, off the, the rope. Um, RVD does, like, a chair-assisted drop kick. You know, there are some good, good stuff, but then you've got, like, Fit Finley using his shillelagh. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, when a guy comes to the ring with a shillelagh... You know he's going to use it. Yeah. Um, why? <laughs> okay, who hits the ladder with... Hitting the ladder. Oh yeah, this is what I have as a note. Hitting the ladder with another ladder while two men are on that ladder. Solid move. It's good. You don't. I don't even do, know who did what. You don't even have to do the dirty work. Yeah. But, but me writing that down was like I. I'm writing. The, I sound like a toddler. <laughs> then the man, man hit, hit the, the ladder. ladder with the ladder, and the man was on the ladder. Yeah. No, no, that's literally what happened in this. It just yeah, it's a child telling a story. Oh, RVD jump kicked with a chair. Yeah, somehow? I had that, how yeah. did he do that? He's or why would I understand why? why. Yeah, yeah, because it hurts to kick somebody with a chair. I get that. Yeah, but like, it how did he do little. that? <laughs> like, because you didn't. That, like, that was also not in frame correctly. Yeah, there's which some kind of, that. of made it better. Yeah, where it's like they're just doing it to hurt each other and not because the camera's on. Yeah, them. yeah. <laughs> like we're doing this for the right reasons. Yeah, and that's my my note is I am not proud that Chicago was an ECW town. <laughs> Yes. Well, I mean, this is the closest. This is not the closest thing we get to a Chicago street fight in the night. <sighs> yes, but uh, yeah, I, I generally I found it just had no like logic, timing, story of stuff, which is tough in these matches. But I just felt it was like, all right, and then we do this, and then we do this, and yeah. it just it, it didn't 
pop me as much as the other ones did. And sure, it's our worst ladder match thus far, which it's is still, still something fucking it, amazing. Yeah, it's, it's still fun, and I mean, RVD wins, and he falls off the ladder. Did yeah, you notice that? Yeah, like, yeah. that was he not grabs smooth the, in any way. Yeah, that's what happens in the video game when you grab the briefcase, you just fall off the ladder. <laughs> oh, man, I, I still think it was a great match. I'm not joking. Yeah, no, it, it it's solid. And then we get uh, we go to we, we go cut, to a promo. Yeah, we cut backstage. We have Josh Matthews is interviewing uh, our good friend Mean Gene. My note is Mean Gene is better than this Jamoke. That Jamoke is is a, quite a Jamoke. But Mean Gene basically is talking about the night prior and how they had a bar tab that would knock you down. Um, and then our friend, the Legend Killer, Randy Orton, which in my notes I just put RKO. So I have to correct myself every time to just not call him RKO. He interrupts. Uh, Mean Gene, and kind of, does he, do you have the line of what he says to him? He's like, like you were in the hall, you got in the hall of fame because you talked on a mic? Yeah. Something and I think to just to give effect. Mean Gene, like, the, like, oh, behave line or something. Like, yeah. Just like, but, I, and I understand that was, like, the joke, like, I'm a real man. Yeah, I care more about the guys that are good on mic. Yeah. 100% of the time. Yes. Uh, I don't think in real life that Randy Orton learned that lesson yet. He didn't, but. As we'll get to, he has one the, one of my favorite things he's ever done on a microphone was built up to this WrestleMania. Oh. Yes. And then um, he gets interrupted by Batista, looking uh, looking sharp in a suit, looking like Pitbull in a suit, <laughs> and uh, who Batista, who, who's injured. These guys I genuinely like as wrestlers. I have nothing against either of them, but they both look and sound Dumb as hell. They are dumb as hell. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I mean. Wa- I want to think Batista, like, isn't on the joke. Yeah, he can still be dumb. So, yeah, but he basically says, "Hey, you know, Orton's got a championship match that night. I'm injured right now, but whoever wins it tonight, they're just keeping it warm for me." Great. Then they mentioned the third time the Mania has been in Chicago. Yeah, it's actually never been in Chicago, <laughs> and one of them only counted as one third of Mania. Whatever, it's fine. Then Not we that have you were counting, our yeah. Hall of Fame uh, little mentions. Yes. <laughs> okay. This is funny. You talk about this. So, basically, um, it's, I want to say it's Finkel. It is Finkel. Finkel, they're going to do the, basically the presentation on stage of all the Hall of Fame inductees from the night before, which is what they still do. Um, and he says that Bret Hart is not here uh, because Bret was uncomfortable with this part of the the presentation. Okay. So, Bret Hart was inducted in the Hall he of Fame the night prior? He was inducted and did a speech of the, the night prior. And then, like, he's a dick, right? He just didn't want to, like, he either didn't want to run into people or he didn't want to, like, I don't know. He's still at this point kind of, like, feuding over maybe the the Owens stuff. Like, he what? was fine to take, he was fine to do it, but then not. Yeah, that's the thing that doesn't make sense. Just say no. Yeah, because he's still a mark for himself and he still thinks that, like, his tagline, he still believes it. You know, he still thinks he's the best and that he should be in the hall. So, yeah, it's very strange. I don't know if there's a sh- if anyone has the shoot answer other than just Brett's a dick. And I'm glad he got screwed in Montreal. There, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, it's really early for our Hall of Fame induction. Yeah, they kind of get it out of the way. I mean, in our, our class, I think I have it all. It's Refrigerator Perry. It's a good, uh, there's another, another Chicago rep. It's, it's really sad when your like, celebrity in the Hall of Fame has a sadder life than all of the wrestlers on stage. That's a tough one. He's really. Do you know his life? It's no. really bad. There's a Sports Illustrated did a really great cover story on like f- not failed athletes, but just like the life after, after the spotlight. Yeah. And um, he had he needed like all new teeth, and 
he was like doing construction in Philly. Yeah, it's it's gotten it's not been a great run for the fridge. Yeah, and it's and it's tough to be like a sad in the in this in any Hall of Fame class of like older wrestlers. I mean, you have Mean Gene, uh, Tony Atlas, Vern Gagne, Sensational Sherry, Sensational Sherry, who like died a couple years after this. She looks great. Yeah, she, she looks was like, like a yeah. office manager. Yeah, and she puts on some like fake the, eyeliner on her face to do her like her look. look. It's great. Yeah, um, the blackjacks. And of course, uh, Eddie Guerrero, who had died uh, the previous November, um, and so Ch- Chavo and and Vicky uh, come out for that. Um, but yeah, the it fact is so weird. Quick, okay, it is so weird that knowing what I know now and knowing what's coming up with Vicky Guerrero, yeah, to see her in like whenever when I had cable and I would see like. Raw or something was on. I would watch for a few minutes every now and then just to see like what's going on. Maybe they'll play some Ultimate Warrior or something. I don't know. Yeah. And it seemed that for about a good three years, every single time I turned on the screen, it was Vicky Guerrero yelling and or making out or nor yelling at Edge. That's about right. What she the was fuck? she was doing that type of stuff until like during the Shield. So within the last couple of years, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, she had a good run as excuse, sure. excuse me. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah, um, a great, great heat magnet. Um, so then we get uh, to what Michael Cole describes as this will be the most physical match of the night, which is false, but that's fine. Uh, it's uh, our friend JBL versus our not friend Chris Benoit. Um, you know, JBL's back with his uh, Longhorn limo, and uh, he has a manager at this point, Julian Hall, which, but doesn't really play into it at all i don't i well, okay one time one time it does um also my favorite sign of the night a guy in the front row has a sign which has like slim jims on it or something and it says beef jerky and then has a picture of jbl and it says beefy jerk <laughs> he's very happy with this sign as he should be um what is the story of this one who cares all i just want to mention is uh eddie guerrero tribute here's chris benoit <laughs> yeah uh, the story on this one, the story on this one. Oh, the story on this one is um, JBL beat Eddie Guerrero, and the other technical wrestler that's like the best is Chris Benoit. Right. So, therefore, if JBL wins, he will be the greatest wrestler of all time. Transitive property of good wrestling. <laughs> Which I love. Yeah. I love that storyline. That actually, yeah, that's actually pretty solid. Um, the story for, of this one for me is JBL's heel stuff is really good. Yeah, I get it. I might be under, you know, I think you're really excited about it. But, I mean, he does classic stuff. Okay, so he has a female manager, so he pulls her in front of Benoit. Perfect. Um, I love it. He comes up to the fucking ring in a limo. Yeah. There's no ma- no uh, funny money this year. You don't need it. He's the best. They've already used that spot. He also, you know, pulls the ref around. Um, at one point, he, he he's mocking Guerrero. Are we going to talk about his, like, physicality? His, like, fi- like how his body looks? Go for it. He looks. There has been. There has never been a fatter, not fat wrestler. Like he's not Rikishi. Yeah, he's a, he's like it's not even skinny fat because that's like CM Punk because he is a big guy. No, he's like but he's a, like a he, paunchy. He's like I have not worked like out in a year. I'm taking my shirt off with confidence. It's dad like, bod. It's dad bod. But like if your dad was a football player, it's amazing. Yeah, 
Like we, and that's a good heel thing, right? I think all of us like to think like, oh, if we were a wrestler, we'd be like Stone Cold or Bret Hart. We'd be like Bo Dallas. We'd be like Bo Dallas, soft bodies, (laughs) or fucking JBL, who's like an even better Bo Dallas. There's so many times in this match where JBL's bending over, and you don't see his trunks anymore because his gut is so big. Yeah, it's amazing. I fucking love it, and he's got so much confidence. This is the Million Dollar Man, but not as a cartoon character, right? He. He the fact that he's also on Fox News every once in a while or Fox Business talking about money. It's blurred the line so much where I je- like, oh, as an adult, I get it. I would like this guy. Right. That's weird to think about that. You wouldn't like when I watch Raw now, I'm like, I don't give a shit about JBL. Yeah. Fuck that. But JBL, the wrestler in 2006, big fan. That's funny. I mean, because it's it's totally like Bush era. Texas, yeah. like you said before, like the Simpsons oil man. You know, he is. He's like a mocking, fat, lumbering, basic wrestler who's not good at anything, but he's the best. And he had like the belt as long as, as you know, the, the, the takes a diesel. Yeah, who's another piece of shit that, in, as an adult, I like. He does the three amigos, yes. which is Guerrero's signature move. Right, he does. It's a. It's three suplexes back to back. That's amazing. He yeah. does that because this man just died. Yeah, he does it. It's not. That's a better heel move than taking someone else's finisher. Is taking your dead best friend's finisher. That is better. That's amazing. Yes. How, uh, ben Benoit does. Benoit was like almost winning. For I'd say it's like JBL for the first half, then Benoit for the next half. Right, and Benoit does get to do three amigos and does it. You know, as a true tribute. tribute. Yes. Um. Not a mocking <laughs> tribute. But his fucking his his finisher is a suicide headbutt. Yeah. Uh. Accent on the suicide. I like JBL so much more now because he did defeat the, these two dead men and won. I like him as a heel and as in real life, and that's weird to think about. It is. Am I turning into a Republican? I don't think I am. Okay, the, the beating Guerrero. Guerrero was a good guy who did steroids for your enjoyment and yes. also cocaine for both. <laughs> both yours and his enjoyment. And... You know that caught up with him. Chris Benoit is the villain in real life. He's a bad guy, mm-hmm. so you can root for the the like the heel Republican over that guy. But the Guerrero one, I mean, Guerrero is fine. Sure, by all counts, a good like a decent guy. I maybe I just am attracted to men with confidence that I think that they've earned. I don't like Stone Cold's confidence is kind of bullshit. It's like you just. You're doing stupid shit for the sake of doing stupid shit. You don't actually wrestle anymore. We're we're like w- through the looking glass here because like there's nothing earned about any of it, right? Sure, of course, of course. But JBL's like I'm I'm gonna do these things to win the match, and then as soon as the match is over, I'm not gonna do these things. I'm gonna kiss the belt in the creepiest way possible. Yeah, no, I mean he's a good he's a good heel in that way, but I I, I don't know the the line is is not as clear for me. I don't know why I like this guy so much. I don't know, but he it's does weird. turn he does turn the cripple crossface into a pin and then holds onto the ropes for the win this and cheats. Awesome. And then he kisses the belt and yeah. it's so creepy. <laughs> and then we find out that Big Time by Peter Gabriel is our song of the night, right. which is the perfect time to put that card up. Yeah, because he's a big he's big time man. He's well, he's the oh, big time. Do we have any more cool JBL things coming up? And I'm using that sincerely. I actually don't know. Oh man, I'll what have a to, what a fascinating man. I yeah, like cuz I didn't he, like any of his gimmicks for what 10 years. Yeah, and that's the thing when he came in the I think we saw I mean cuz we've talked about it, you know, he did the new blackjacks thing and I was horrible, watching like the 96 horrible. 97 Raws they were making him this is going to be the 
a guy that you have to pay attention to, and then the, you know the APA. Oh, I didn't like that at all, and I know that I was over. A- I know it was over, but yeah. I hated it. I think the APA stuff. You just like the idea of yeah. a teacher that says always pounding ass and the WWE releasing it not knowing that it says always pounding ass. That is true. I was able to actually fact check something, which we don't usually get to do. Um, Brock Lesnar and Shelton Benjamin were college roommates. That makes a lot of sense. So there you go. That would be a good matchup at a future pay-per-view. They ever brought the guy back? Yeah. Yeah. Because so, they have a very different skill set. One's Brock's like a mat worker, except that one time he almost took his head off of his neck. Yeah, that's not the way to work the mat. It's not with your head. Yeah, but usually just like a crazy I mean, suplexy mat. Just at, that, at this point, it's just brawling and suplexing. Okay. Um, speaking of brawling, <laughs> yes. So we are going to have uh, this is Edge versus Mick Foley, um, back from retirement for the second time. Yes, and maybe the last. The last for the WWE. Yes. Uh, this is a hardcore match. Um, this is surprisingly lives up to the title. Yeah, no. And, and this is, um, basically, uh, edge after he had won one of the money bank at the last WrestleMania, he ended up cashing it in. He did win. And then he lost in a match where Mick Foley was the special guest ref. So he turned on Mick Foley and then he basically made the story of you never had a classic WrestleMania moment to Mick Foley, which is true. Mick's fate, like, Mixed stuff, and when they're showing that in that montage, it shows like Big Show kind of remember he kind of choke slams him through two chairs. Like, mixed stuff that that he'll go down for was on like on Raw, it was on other pay per views, like his stuff with The Rock, his stuff with his good match with Orton, obviously Hell in the Cell, not WrestleMania moments. And also, he by the time he got to the company, he only had like three years left because he had destroyed himself in WCW and in Japan. And, all around the world. Yes. So he's at this. He's literally an old man, but he's got the body of he's got the body of an old man, but he's right. not an old man. He still needs money, and now he yeah. has four kids. Yes, which is mentioned in this match. Not That's, that he needs money, but he's got four kids. It's implied. Yeah. Um. You know how we saw Batista and, and uh, Randy Orton, and I was like, "That's probably the lowest IQ." Yeah. I think this might be the highest IQ match of the. Yeah, night. Edge. Do you know he's like an he's an actor? Yeah. He's on the that new uh, DC show, I think. Yeah, because he can't wrestle anymore. So he oh, yeah, because he'll become full time. He, he will be full time in a wheelchair if he wrestles again. Yeah, but he he does not seem dumb in interviews. He seems to have a really great sense of humor. Yeah, no, he seems like a he seems like one of the brighter guys. Um, we all and, and, and Foley, Foley, Foley yeah. has multiple New York Times bestsellers. He's not an idiot. Yeah, he does stupid things intentionally some issues for, to with, make money. He has some issues with you know inflicting pain on in his body, but you know whatever gets you up. Um, speaking of that, we have. Calling this match, since it's a hardcore match, we have Joey Styles, uh, ex, uh, the voice of ECW, who says that he'll be losing his WrestleMania virginity. Uh, JR wants to be known that he deserves to be here. Styles? Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Okay. Yeah. Uh, JR does not call this match with him. Yeah. Um, and that's that's good. I mean, style, Styles actually, I think it's, it's an interesting uh, thing he brings to it. I'm trying not to use the word style, but he does have uh, very exuberant uh, He's got like when you think of a wrestling announcer, you think of this parody, right? It's like a more cartoony Michael Cole with a bigger set of knowledge, maybe. No, oh, definitely. It's more. I'm not organic. saying Michael Cole doesn't have that knowledge. No, but no, this but guy it's comes more, from a different place, and it's more organic where he's just reacting. It's like a it's a glorified fan. It's it's yeah, but the the tone is completely put upon. Okay, that's true. Yeah, which is it's as it's as bad as Lawler, who he calls the match with. 
and which is a weird. Something. It's a that's a weird. Oh, they don't like each other. Yeah, because like that was the thing. I'm also in my '90s or the ECW stuff. Like that was some work shoot stuff because Lawler did not like ECW. He did not like Pauly. He did not. You know, there's a lot of animosity there. So which they turned into an angle. But yeah. Anyway, so Foley comes out. Uh, looks like shit. But that's like saying Foley comes out. You know what I mean? It's, no, I thought he looked... That's not a knock I mean, to Mick the, Foley. No, Mick Foley now looks like shit. Ten yes. years later, oh my God. It's been like 30. But I feel like there was between this time and the last time... I think he actually looks better than he looked... Eh, right. he, looks, he looks the same right. as he did in there is, there is an... Ex- we'll see. There is a reason for some of it. I thought he just looked fat. Um, yeah, so Almost I mean... Almost an instant chair sh- or headshot to Foley. Yeah. And it, it just makes you think, like, how many concussions has this guy had? Just countless. It's literally, you sh- I mean, for you him. should be able to count them. It's right. really scary. Um, yeah, and and the thing is that he comes out and seems kind of like basically Edge is already like he he also hits him with like doesn't he have a bat to start? So yeah. he's like already hitting, and and the story is like, well, why isn't Foley ready for this match? Um, so Edge spears him, but he gets hurt, and then so Foley takes off his shirt. He reveals that he's wrapped himself in barbed wire. So you should not do that to yourself. And I'd like to say that that is a WrestleMania moment. <laughs> That's cool. Is that a WrestleMania moment? For I you? don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't think it's that. Of all the things of Mick Foley, I, I, none of this stuff comes into the, the level of it. I mean, it ends up being that he also has Barbie the bat, which hit and him I want to know whose job was it to plant Barbie. I don't know. Was that like a stagehands? Like, hey, after, or was that just there since the start of everything and everyone's like, don't fuck with the stairs. That's where Barbie is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know if they bring out the bring out. Do the they go dragon. dark and then like they have a bunch of I interns like they throw go some dark. bats? Like how yeah. do, you can't, you need there to be a reveal. You need there to be a pop. So you need to figure out how to do this. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, they do it. They, they, they're able to bring people out and put them under the ring. and That's easier to do, I think. Because you could always just, people go back and forth, you could just put somebody in a black t-shirt, they look like a stagehand. How are you going to hide a barbed wire bat underneath I mean, they put the stairs? Undertaker under, you know, like, or Kane. Like, they, they put them in sound cases and stuff and yeah, roll maybe. them Yeah, maybe. All right. So, anyway, it's a it's a, all the stuff that was, the, you know, the, the hardcore trademarks. Um, you know, teasing, uh, you got, got your lighter fluid, you got your thumbtacks, you got the bat with the barbed wire. Um, they use it all. Yeah, they do, and there's no, and at this point they can still do it. You know, he wraps Mr. Sacco in wire, um, which is okay. That's and then he uses it on both Edge and it, Lita. And I, it must be Styles' call of oral surgery by Mad Doctor Mick Foley. Yeah, it was him. Yeah, uh, I, I, you're you can't fake that, right? Or are you faking it? Because Lita's bleeding. Yeah, I think they still. It's barbed wire. They've taken a lot of the like they have clipped. Barbed wire, where yes. it doesn't, it still has like metal jutting out of it, obviously, but it's not the barbs that would like more seriously injure you. I it's like degrees, right? Like it's it's still yeah. barbed wire at some point. After that happens, uh, there's a clothesline with Lita on Foley's back, so all three participants leave the ring. I think right because at that point, I think is when Lita lights a table on fire. No, oh, because no, Edge starts with the lighter fluid. Then okay. a few minutes later, Foley. Starts to do it, and then Lita does something. Uh, yeah, Lita. Well, she like, has to light it because basically Edge yes. is on uh, Foley is on the apron. Edge spears Foley and by extension himself. You're missing all of the thumbtack stuff. <sighs> I did skip that, which is to me very important. There's a botched pile driver before the thumbtacks, by the way, and that's when it's super clear. 
during this match of that Eddie Guerrero banner that's just you it behind every wrestler throughout the entire event. Yeah, it's Ugh, just it's, it's just creepy. death. It's just death above your head. Edge is the one that brings up the thumbtacks. Correct. And because it's wrestling, he is the one that ends up in the thumbtacks. Hoisted by his own thumbtacks. Exactly. Much like McFoley was. And Joey Styles calls it extreme acupuncture. I actually did have that. Which is a great yes. line. Because at this point, the fact that Mick, you know, always has shirts and pants on and stuff makes a lot of sense when these guys, these pretty boys with their bare backs that uh, get, you know, covered in thumbtacks. Yeah. And that's when uh, the thumbtack shot to Edge is really impressive. How do you fake that? You don't. There's a few ways to fake it, but I don't but think you they don't. did. You could you know those thumbtacks that are like barely thumbtacks that they only jet out like a half a centimeter? Those are the ones I like putting into my body. Exactly. Like those are smaller than the normal thumbtacks. I want but I don't think that they spent the extra money. I think they're like go get the shiniest, brightest thumbtacks in turn. That's the thing. This is the whole part of like, yes, there is some stuff. They're not going to light someone on fire unprotected. Like, they have stuff like that. But things like that, I mean, you know, chair shots, you know, like whatever this clip barbed wire, you know, right, real thumbtacks. Like, that's stuff. That's sorry, guys. Like, that's that's part of the game at this point. Yeah. They're it's, like, are we PG yet? Can we please be PG? Oh, man. Uh, then we have the fire. <laughs> yes. And, and Edge, I usually think that his spear is crap, but when you spear someone through a, a table that's on fire... Uh, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. So Foley was almost on fire. Yeah. I mean, they put the tape. It extinguishes it, but he definitely gets like singed because yeah. he it was on ta- It was on fire. Styles screams, "Oh my god!" Like he's on fire. It's pretty. Like cool. he shrieks it, and it's yeah. I mean, it, th- as far as your WrestleMania moment, I guess you can give him that one. And that's the match. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and Edge that made Mick Foley pen. maybe fifty k. Hopefully more. Hopefully, but eesh. I'm gonna go with fifty k. Yeah, okay. That seems like does a Does that make it does that make it okay? Um fourteen and a half minutes of Maybe. Pain. Maybe. Though there's it's so bloody. Yeah. It's so bloody. But it's earned blood. It's not just it's not shitty blading. Yeah, I mean they earn it. <laughs> it's hardcore match. Yeah. Okay. I don't like hardcore matches either, I'd like to say that. And I'm not like I don't want to see people die. Right. And I mean but I, I I feel like some of these spots were safer than what most of like Cactus Jack did in the late nineties. Definitely, there it's all. It's and all it was safer. still good. It's it was all still safer. good. Yeah, and it's it's all safer than the, it, there's no C four involved. There's no oh yeah no real. They're not using barbed wire as the ropes, the ring ropes. Did Foley ever win at Mania? I don't think he did. He just was like a pincushion. I guess. Oh yeah, he technically won that Big Show match just so he could ref. Yes, <laughs> the, the, and and then not ref. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then we... Um, I thought it was worth watching. It was good. Yeah, no, it's it's solid. It's probably one of the better matches on the card. But one, once again, I think this stuff, as we're getting through this card, the JBL stuff was good, and there is that heel stuff of like, yeah, making fun of the dead guy is good heel work. But <laughs> that's, I don't know how that it's... It's not head and shoulders above his match against Cena. It's no one's best match. Right. And then the latter match, like I said, I think is... is it might be Shelton Benjamin's best match. Okay. But he didn't even win. Right, and then this, we've, maybe not WrestleMania, but I feel like Mick has had better hardcore stuff. I figure there's, I, I feel there wasn't enough story there to make anything He's make got sense. the highest bar next to Hart and Austin with the Hell in the Cell. Like, you just can't. Yeah, no, it's very tough. And, and even like I was saying, like, his match against Orton that happened like a month after the last WrestleMania is better than this. So it's tough to, to, to compare when you know that stuff exists. 
But so that's and that's something we'll see. There's a couple of big examples of where I think it's even worse. So we cut backstage um, to Booker T and his real life and kayfabe wife Charmel. Are they still together? I don't know. I hope they are. Yeah. Um, this is uh, they are going to face in a handicap match the Boogeyman. Who I don't like. I've made my feelings very clear on the Boogeyman. Because he's very scary to you. He's scary. I don't like him or Slipknot. Yes, those, that's the For list. For very different reasons. And and uh, you want to explain what is it about the Boogeyman that you don't like? What's, what's his gimmick? He eats worms and he comes out. I like that he comes out with a big like flavor flav clock and then like smashes it or something like that. And That's he, cool. And he takes his teeth out. Yeah. Which is weird looking. The reason why I don't like it is because he's a forty year old man. He's an older guy. Yeah, he lied yeah. on tough enough. <laughs> he's an older guy and that's why I don't like it. He's like if he's lying at this age at forty to do this shitty gimmick, it's like he's got nothing else in life. That's scary and sad to me. Yeah, and he was in the Royal Rumble in twenty fifteen. <sighs> Probably not twenty sixteen. He eats a shitload of worms. Oh, yeah, and you know how they fake that? They don't. They don't. Th- those are real worms. So it, it's funny to think of PETA getting mad at this, and meanwhile, humans are going through flaming tables or something. It's Did like, PETA get mad at this? I'm, I'm, aren't there just, that's their default position. Um, so basically, it's, it's you know, Booker and, and Charmel are making their way. They're they're worried about dealing with these this this freak, and so then they, they go through this list of freaks, basically. There's a guy, Paul Burchill, he was in his pirate gimmick, and they've got Gene Snitsky looking... May Young's toes. Um, they got uh, the best one is Diviasi with Eugene redoing. Do you know that clip? Yeah, he's redoing the Virgil thing, right? It wasn't Virgil. It was um, Million Diviasi did this thing with like a kid where he told him to if he could like bounce the if he could dribble a basketball like whatever it is twenty times or something in a row, he give him a hundred dollars, and he does it. The kid does it like. He's got to be five if that he does. He gets the 19 and DBS, he puts his foot out, hits the ball. Go, oh, sorry, he doesn't get the money. <laughs> so in this one, he's doing it with Eugene. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, maybe I like this WrestleMania more than 21 because Eugene's only backstage. That's a, a low bar. That's Forever. something. Yeah. So Goldust says that they're they're all freaks and you have to embrace it. Um, and he says he says maybe you should put the worms in your and he whispers to him and Booker T is outraged he does not want to put the worms wherever Goldust wants him to put them do you know what he screams no I ain't no freak magnet <laughs> that's great he's no freak magnet no freak magnet that's what I said freak magnet no, yeah. fruit. oh no um, oh I like Goldust because it's like fat Goldust and he's got a weird wig <laughs> yeah I like Goldust yeah Goldust is in better shape now which is is weird well he's David Bowie's son I I'm still disputing that. Goldust and Stardust are equal parts David Bowie's and equal parts Dusty Rhodes. Okay, two fathers. Got it. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to... Oh, the, the maybe saddest. the sa- second is this, saddest? I think this is sadder than the... This is way sadder than the, the last giveaway. Yeah. yeah, so Todd Gershom is with the winners of the WrestleMania sweepstakes. Uh, two women, he said that they won the tickets and the hotel and all that and all the Snickers bars you can eat. It looks like they've been, you know, subsisting on only Snickers bars because of poverty. Yeah. It's not, this isn't a joke. This is just like a really. Yeah, it's real sad. It's their, it's, it's their uh, big moment. And then we see our celebrities. Well, one of them, they ask him how many Snickers bars have you eaten? And one of them says five. And then the other one says six. <laughs> and they're not joking. Nope. That's too many Snickers bars. And they're not kids. It's like 45-year-old women. Yeah. 
But maybe there could have been like 28 and they just looked 45. Life's hard. Fuck. How? You could rig these contests. You know that, right? Like, <laughs> you don't have to give this. You could actually give this to whoever and then show whoever in the crowd that doesn't look sad as shit. This is their WrestleMania moment. Don't take that away from them. They clearly need it. Uh, after that, you know, not going anywhere for a while of sadness, uh, we have our celebrities. Joe Theismann. Yeah, and then back to Michelle Williams. Huge fan, no Michelle way. Williams. She looks like she's into it at this point. Yeah, I, I think, she, yeah. Um, I didn't look at the entry to see who else like was off camera, if there were. I any. don't think it was like the Los Angeles one where there's a lot more people there they didn't show. Yeah. Um, and then it's time uh, for the freak show. Uh, the boogeyman, uh, who is uh, billed from the bottomless pit, which is, I think it's related to Parts Unknown. It's like <laughs> it's like below it. We haven't had a good Parts Unknown in a long no, time. No, we haven't. And the crazy thing is Boogeyman was undefeated at this point. I get it, though. I totally yeah. get it. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, when you have this, but it's such it's such a, like an 80s gimmick. It's like... Yeah, but think about horror movies. Like, horror movies almost didn't exist, and then Scream came out, and then they reignited the genre in 97, Right. right. And then there's so many imitators, like, we're going to do the teenager one. And then during this era, it's just like, we're going back to, like, blood and gore. Yeah. Was this around the time of Saw? Yeah. Okay. It so like it's, right a, it's definitely, a, it, yeah. I mean. So that's you, why I was like, yeah, I understand why you're saying that. But, like, yeah, it's an 80s gimmick. But, like, it's still sort of a modern gimmick. They use a shitload of fog. So much red fog that, like, it still you, hasn't cleared when the match is going. Yeah. You, even it, when it's over, you're like, there's still a lot of fog. People in the arena were really quiet because they couldn't see the fucking ring. Right. Well, also, this is a, not a real like, barn burner here. Um, I have a note about why, like, the feeling I get when I see Boogeyman. I get scared of the Boogeyman the same way I got scared when Taker locked Ultimate Warrior in a casket. And right. they, like, had to come out with drills to, like, drill holes so he wouldn't die. That's the level of fear I have for Boogeyman. Because it's, it's not that, like, he's going to do this to me. It's just, like, he right. doesn't get it. Yeah. Like, he doesn't understand that, like, we're having playtime. He took it too far I think and he, never I think came he does, back. I think he does get it. I don't think he does. He was on Swerved. Oh, I do like Swerved. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't have anything other other than the finish of this match. Do you, do you care to yeah, talk about Taz it? Yeah, Taz actually brought up that there's too much fog. Okay. Which is the announcer bringing up yeah. that there's too much He's fog. like, you're fucking it up, guys. Yeah. Um, this match is not even four minutes. No. Um, it's basically just them scared of the Oh, my other note was Boogeyman eats so many worms, exclamation point. Yeah, he has a pocket full of worms that he puts in his mouth, and then he kisses Charmel, which you shouldn't kiss someone against their will, and you shouldn't kiss them when you have uh, worms in it's your mouth. It's less kissing and more sho- like Shoving. slamming worms into someone else's face. Ugh. So she runs away, as you should. Uh, and Boogie well, Ma- early in the match, uh, yeah. it, it's like a tag team match or something. Um, and it, B- uh, Booker T makes his wife go first, and everyone's like, you shouldn't make your wife go first, but it was all a trick. So Booker T's still a good man. There you go. That's what the, the take, that's the take, that's the take home from this is, uh, yeah, the Boogeyman slammed Booker for the win. All right, moving, moving on. on. <laughs> yes. Uh, so now we get to our first of two women's matches tonight. Um, this is Mickey James versus uh, Trish Stratus. And it actually, like, as far as their storylines go, this is one of the better storylines because it's not like a straight up now, everything they do, it's like, oh, she's jealous, which it's, they're just, they don't know how, they just refuse to write a good story. This is that she was just the obsessed fan who just goes too far. 
Um, I mean, yeah, they definitely added some of you know the lesbian undertones to or overtones to kind of make it. But a it's less juicier. lesbian and more just like nuts. Oh yeah, that she's just crazy. I mean, she kidnaps Trish's best friend. Like it just it just goes too far. And it's such a good storyline that uh, it's the kind of storyline that fans would actually watch and relate to, and then shoot up the performance center earlier this last year. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was totally why well that happened. Not because that guy just has saying. mental health issues. Not, I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, well, that's her character. Yeah, and we've seen... Do we see Mickey James before, or is this the first time? I was going to ask you that. I feel like we have... Either we've seen her before, or we've seen this exact same gimmick before. The obsessed diva, or sorry. We have seen that. I feel like we've we've seen that before, because the obsessed diva... Obsessed because someone... Uh, Cat was obsessed with Sable or something. Yes, Tori was, was obsessed That's with Sable. It. Tori Wilson, so or Tori, regular Tori. So I don't think we've seen this exact right. Maybe so we, yes, yeah, so we've seen this. But we haven't seen these people pl- yes. play this role. So, so Mickey James is is relatively new to the company. Uh, Jr. T- says to King, "She might be a little old for you. She's in her early twenties." <laughs> <laughs> so we're still doing work shoots to the fact that that Jerry Lawler uh, has had issues with underage girls before. And Jr. actually says. Uh, uh, I know about something about having a vindictive ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's a JR wins. Um, so the interesting thing here is that Mickey is the crazed, obsessed fan who's making Trish's life hell, and she's over. Fans love it. Trish is getting booed. See, I didn't know if that was a she's over only because we're in Chicago full of ECW fans or she's actually over. I It could be both. It could be, like, smarky, like, We've seen Trish's gimmick for several years now. Her gimmick is she actually could wrestle, but and that she has. Didn't she go through the fucking ringer? Didn't she have to like play Vince's girlfriend? She's already had to do that. Remember? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. kind of like I'm like I don't boo she, her. She she's... made her she made her bones by this point. Like sure. she's done the real wrestling. She's yeah. done worked stupid gimmicks and like offensive gimmicks. But I think maybe it could. You know, we've seen her in. She's been in the last three uh, women's matches. I mean, she was she was the John Cena. Of the women's division, no, which we'll I know, see. I understand. So, I understand. and also, there's some of the audience that's like, Mickey's uh, when she wins, she's gonna kiss her. So let's cheer for her. There's gotta sure, be some sure, of that sure. there. Um, but there's some great, there's some like some good moves. I mean, Trish has got her the the best one, the best little spot is Trish does that handstand. Uh, I guess she does head scissors when someone's in the corner. So Mickey catches her and then like throws her throws her off the top rope, basically like out to the ring. And she has crazy eyes. That's what I have in all caps. Uh, I think Mickey did really good character work. I agree completely. And it's kind of great because uh, this is maybe the only time where both the match before and the, the match right before is like half the length. The Boogeyman match yeah. is like under four minutes, and this is almost nine minutes. This so. is the longest. I was looking up. I'm pretty sure it's the longest um, in WrestleMania history, longest D- women's match Um that's just divas, like not intergender, because I think the the one to China was in like the yeah, 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 the, the yeah, six yeah. way is a, maybe a thirty seconds longer. What about the what if it's tag? Intergender or no, just tag? Just female. What or was that? Women. Uh, Last Mania with the Bella Twins versus AJ and Paige. That one's really short. Is it? Yeah. Okay. And AJ was asleep half of it. Um. The the interest the the funny thing is here is like Mickey is definitely like she's way over. She's countering all. Uh, Trisha's stuff. She she counters um, Trisha's finisher, Stratisfaction, and grabs her by the crotch, which pops the crowd. Um, the thing that they cut from it that they don't have on the replay on the network is she had grabbed her like with a V with her fingers, grabbed her crotch, and she did the like eating pussy signal with her hand and licked her fingers and totally pops the crowd, but they cut that from the replay, <laughs> which like it's such a, it's so like 
you know like them being gross and se- sexual but it totally makes sense with the with the it's yeah. like not as bad as it could be and she was and she hits uh hits Strat, kicks her in the head and wins and then jr says uh you need help get some lithium which is not how you should deal with you mental should, yeah, illness you don't just you don't just throw lithium out well it's it's jr's favorite nirvana song <laughs> so he thinks that's that solves everyone's problems so not a horrible match. No, no, I think it's one of the better uh, ones, and and yeah, and we'll we'll, we'll be able to compare it later. Um, so we cut from uh, Trisha's fake boobs to Vince's pecs, which have also been enhanced by science. My favorite promo of the night, he hands is, down. It's pretty great. He is so bronze. I know. Do you think he like he ate some too? Just like you know, I have too many carrots. Like he is so fucking bronze. He's it's great. I love he's it. like the third blackest guy on this on this card it's really fucked up so he makes the whole family kneel in prayer the whole family being stephanie mcmahon vince mcmahon shane mcmahon and linda mcmahon senatorial candidate linda mcmahon not yet though she's not that she's she's a whole like how do you know how do you know she's not going to be the candidate or in 2006 because quote our first ever mcmahon family prayer first ever i love it i love it so much he makes everyone kneel in prayer, even though Stephanie is very pregnant. So I she's like, this. "How do I, how do I kneel?" I love this so much. And I mean, the only line I put from it, which is the line you need, is, "God, let's face it, I don't like you. You don't like me." I mean, it's he cut a promo on God. That's great. That's the coolest thing you can do. Yeah. I'm not joking. He's. When has there ever been a company where, like, okay, the actual owner is going to come out and say, "I'm an atheist," and I'm yeah. going to. Fuck with God. Yeah, I'm gonna not even just I'm an I'm a respectful atheist. Like I'm this is like this is like worse than Dawkins. Just like, hey, fuck you, God. <laughs> this is the best. Yeah. I genuinely like, oh I'm a big Vince McMahon fan. I don't care. Fuck you guys. Yeah, no, I mean this is this is peak Vince. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And then what do they follow it with? A casket match. A casket match. Yeah. This is that's the where, best. That's what you put dead bodies in. Um so oh, this I is a casket so a, a casket match. Um between the Undertaker, as you'd expect. All right, let me let me talk this one through. Okay, it starts with it goes from Vince McMahon family atheist, fuck you God promo, right, to druids walking out and having like the Undertaker music without the gong, right. just like the and then they walk out with a casket, yes, and then they cut away because then there's the video package explaining the feud between Mark Henry and the oh, Undertaker. Okay. Did you not notice that? Yeah, yeah, because it's kind of fucking weird. It's I like kinda... why do you have druids? If you're going to cut away from the druids. It has to be the whole intro, right? Come on. Yes. You can then, talk to this one. I was, for an Undertaker match, I was falling asleep. What a shock, because he's not that good. You Like a horrible guy. Uh, you haven't? Just wait till the next few. Okay. I know, I know. I love you yes. Yeah, then Henry comes out. Then Taker comes out. Taker does not have his uh, floatiness. He just walks. Yeah, he doesn't have his, his hoverboard. But as we were going, I think, before the show, is that Mark Henry is making his, possibly making his WrestleMania He's debut. making his WrestleMania debut. Let me finish. Uh, Undertaker, before he comes out, Purple Lightning. Yeah. Fuck you guys. what he does. Undertaker sucks. I'm going to fight all of you. JBL's the man. <laughs> yeah, I think you are turning Republican. Yeah. Okay, well, fucking Undertaker's a Republican. <laughs> The biker guy from Texas? <laughs> <laughs> the streak is in full fucking effect. Michael DiMaggio, Cole. the oh, Dolphins, God. the Celtics. Yeah, it's, it's Oh yeah, the Celtics one doesn't even make sense. I, I think mean, the Bulls won more and like they won six and eight. 
But they took years off in between. Are you counting those years? <laughs> That's the thing. When you get mad at that, it's not like he's. They're saying he's hasn't been defeated in all of the WrestleManias. Like they don't add the numbers. Anyway, people start training really early on in this match. Henry sucks, and that is not true. He is a very strong man. Who he is, is the world's strongest man, and it's true. There's like he's won competitions yeah. that prove this. If you want to yeah. make up stuff, right? So like, I don't think that's cool. I don't. I, his knees have to hurt all the time. That's all I'm thinking right. when I watch Mark Henry. Like you're in pain right now, aren't you? It's a big guy. It's a lot to support. It's not going well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's pretty boring. The one thing that. Uh, uh, Taker does a suicide dive Yes And hits it um, Which will be a big thing In a couple WrestleManias Yeah um, Because it's a, a casket match Means there's a casket Outside the ring And it's The match isn't over Until the casket With one of the wrestlers Is shut At one point Both wrestlers Are in that casket um, The only problem With having Mark Henry In a casket match Is he's not the most Agile performer yeah. uh, The gimmick with him Is no one could Get him off his feet because he's such a big, strong dude. So how is Taker going to get him in a casket? Exactly. Uh, the, uh, but it's it just... You have two guys that are kind of like both like lumbering giants. It just yeah. doesn't really... The first casket match was... Or not first, but um, one of the notable ones, I should say, is is Undertaker versus Michaels. That's where Michaels hurt his back. But that worked because it's like you have a big guy. It's a David and Goliath. Like, how do you get the big guy in the casket or mm-hmm. you know, how do you slow this guy down enough to get him into the casket? Yeah. Would you need a, you need a difference in style to make this work? But I understand it. Um, I do like that. While takers coming to the ring, Mark Henry yelling at him. Yeah. Mark Henry, you, it, when they do put him on TV these days, which is not often enough. Um, cause I'd rather have Mark Henry a hundred times out of a hundred than big show on TV at this point. They need to just start in buddy comedies and let's stop pretending. I mean, yeah, they should put him back in a tag and just let him go. Yeah. Um, but they, because uh, Mark Henry like talks a lot of shit, and he he's gets great. picked up on mic and stuff. Because he, he's, yeah, he's good at his job. So this is another underwhelming Undertaker match. Yes. So we we te- we we step you know step forward, step back before his like run of really great matches. Yeah, it only takes fourteen to get to a good run. So great, fuck you guys, Taker, JBL, all the way. Moving on, my second favorite wrestler, Mister Vince McMahon. <laughs> That's nice. Mr. McMahon, the character. Mr. McMahon, the character. And then my note is, um, I like Vince McMahon and JBL. Am I okay? <laughs> I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I think know. you need to write it out. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to get into this podcast of what, what that says about you. Okay. Uh, JR is calling this match, yes. and he is so excited to call this match. Do you want to talk about like basically what the story is? Uh, the story is uh, there's a Kiss My Ass Club. Which that, is, that's the story, right? Yeah, which Vince is in his like, making everyone kiss his ass on TV phase. And, uh, As one is wont to do, yeah, and that's it. And they they reference the uh, the screw job, but that's about it. They say, I you know I screwed Bret Hart. Don't make me screw you. There's a great sign in the front row of when this match is like when they're getting to the ring that says you both screwed Bret. <laughs> Once again, maybe Bret wasn't at the Hall of Fame ceremony. He's like, I got tickets. <laughs> he bought them from Foley. Callback. Thank you. I like it. And. Uh, the when they do come out, I I do like that the uh, Vince has he unveils his muscle and fitness cover. <laughs> I I love it so much. I'm yeah. not joking. I love because he's he's sixty at this point. Six year. He's the oldest performer on the card, barely beating out fifty seven year old Ric Flair. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Who looks like garbage? 
Yeah, like Flair. Every I time mean, I see that Flair's alive, I'm like, how? How? How are you only that age? We have to be careful because some of us record this and it takes a few days to go up. <laughs> We're probably going to step on his death at some point. Rich Flair's going to outlive all of us. Yeah. Uh, he's mostly gin based at this point. So, yeah. Um, so I don't drink enough gin. You should get in. Gin's great. I like gin too. I just, I have, we have a lot of, behind you, I think there's like two liters of gin. It's a good amount. I like gin. Yeah. I never drink gin. Wait till it warms up. See, that's spring. right. It's such a warm weather drink. Yeah. I wonder if Ric Flair prefers cold gin like Paul Stanley or just any gin. I'm going to go with any gin. I think it's any gin. Yes. So they basically, this is a no holds barred match. And uh, they get out and, and Vince unveils his cover. And at that point, Shawn Michaels has seen enough. And so they just start brawling. Um, Within two minutes of the match, Vince McMahon is choking Shawn Michaels with a microphone cord yeah, outside of the ring. Yes, and they're fighting on the announce table. And a lot of things we've seen Vince McMahon do when he fought against Hulk Hogan in a match that, even if they made up the numbers and stuff, still made sense. It was the it was the face of the business, but it was you know. No, no. This makes this is God versus the devil, or the God versus the lack of God. Okay. And I like this more than Hogan because I don't get to see Hogan. Fuck Hogan. Right. I mean, no, I'd a hundred once again, hundred times out of hundred, I'd rather see Michaels. I just feel like you've done this match. This has some better this has some amazing um, spots. The Hogan match didn't have the spirit squad. Yes, yeah, so uh actually before that, uh the Michaels does as he you have to. He takes the missile and fitness cover oh, yeah. and JR goes, Hit him in the head with it and shove it up his ass. Which is great. He's like, I don't care if I get fired. I got to say it. <laughs> so, yeah, since it's a no, hold bars, no holds barred match, no DQ, so uh, the Spirit Squad comes out. This is a bunch of guys in cheerleader outfits. I mean, you know, the best part of this is Nikki is Dolph Ziggler. I didn't know that. Yeah. Holy shit. Yes. Uh, f- funny enough, so so this is 2006. Uh, Dolph Ziggler was in this gimmick. He... They uh, were basically they were like heels because they were cheerleaders and you didn't you weren't supposed to like them and they danced like our them. president yeah seriously at yeah. the time our president who was a cheerleader yeah. Princeton or Harvard Yale one of them one Yale. of those yeah. yeah so uh but yeah they all got after this gimmick died a horrible death uh they all got fired except Ziggler who got repackaged and Dolph Ziggler into the in into the hair metal uh, rocker we into all Shawn love Shawn Michaels yeah and um. It's funny because uh, on Monday, uh, before recording this, uh, McMahon was uh, calling out different wrestlers of who's going to have a chance in the Rumble, and he kept calling him Dolph Ziegler. And he's like, he's been there for like a decade under this gimmick, and he doesn't know how to pronounce his name. And it's like, yeah, the guy who the boss doesn't know how to pronounce, is yeah, he's going to win the Rumble. He'll win the (laughs) belt. Yeah, I, I see that. And Ziggler was just dying because he's like, come on, dude. Like, pretend, oh, you know. So like, I've, he's had the less important championship belt. He's had sure. a lot of championships since, like, can't even get the name right. Oh, but, I love it. But at this point, Lawler he's... Lawler has... Let's move on from that because that's so fucking yeah, great. Yeah, so Dolph... Lawler not, has a great line, those damn jock sniffers. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out. That's good. I'm glad you got to say that. Um, at this point, we get... A, someone is mentioning how... I think it's Jared. is mentioning how Vincent McMahon has beat the U.S. government. He's beat Time Warner. It's like that's his enemies list. Uh, God is also on you that. You know he's got an enemies list. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. like And some Nixon tapes. That's so great. Um, you know, At so, one point, J.R. says, he's made more people's lives hell than anyone alive. And Lawler goes, anyone alive? <laughs> <laughs> like He's writing on his notes. He's like, Hitler. 
uh, it's a very limited scope. Um, eventually, we do have the return of the prodigal son, Shane McMahon, who comes out looking pretty old. I like it. Touch of gray, but like you know, it. Uh, I'm a fan, guys. Yeah. So this is setting it up for we are we're gonna have some uh, kiss my ass club. He pulls his pants down and is shaking his and Vince is like in a man thong shaking his ass. Thankfully, they don't show the reverse shot. Thankfully, they just show him shaking his ass. Um, and then uh, my, uh, Michaels reverses it and Shane gets a, a face full of his dad's uh, butthole. What owner of any organization does more for the company than Vince McMahon? I would say this is the son of the owner doing a lot for the company. This is so great. He's willing to sacrifice his son. He's he's willing to sacrifice the relationship, a we healthy relationship with his seen, son. We have not seen Shane McMahon since he brought his baby to the intro of WrestleMania. Yeah. They didn't even follow up on that, did they? Nope. Yeah. Nope. And now they're somewhere in like China. This is not so running great. the company. Um so, right, it, so uh, it basically yeah, it just, gets to the point where where Michaels has he's busted him open. He's at I'm pretty sure he's busted him open at this point. Wasn't he bleeding pretty uh, it's it's okay. really bloody. Anyway, he's been it's been bloody, it's but it's just Michael's get worse. kicking McMahon's ass My, for like yeah. five more minutes. And so he sets up, he's tuning the band, he's gonna do the he's gonna do sweet chin music. And he goes, You know what? I can do I can do better than this. So he goes out. Um at this point he is after the, the ass uh eating bit, Shane is now handcuffed to the uh ring post. Yeah, and then Michael's making hits, watch. Michael's hits Vince with a chair or the headshot. Yeah, there's a great call. Harry Curry heard that one in heaven. <laughs> That is great. He um he uses a ladder as a battering ram, really busts McMahon open at that point where it's pouring blood. It's gross. Um so he teases the sweet chin music a second time. He's like, No, I can do better. Um he gets a tr- gets some trash cans and a table. Um and then he's up on the ladder, he's teasing that he he basically puts Vince in a trash can on the table. Uh and he's up on the ladder like he's gonna elbow drop or leg drop or something. He goes, I can do better. So he gets it like a twenty foot ladder. And uh, and then he just like and then he does the elbow drop and there's no way. I think he yeah. Th- there's no way you can protect yourself. From no. This. Yeah, because your arms are sticking out of a garbage can. You can't like a lot of these hits to the head. You can put your hands up. You can't do that if you're in a garbage can. Yeah, uh, both men got hurt in real life. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, they definitely have to go out and check, and you can see them do the when they squeeze their hand to make sure they're responsive that's always a nice thing and then um matches over soon yeah events i mean uh michaels gets him like by the head and he's like watch this i'm gonna knock your teeth down your throat and then give him sweet chin music and uh wins the match and as mcmahon's being stretchered out he gives a bloody middle finger to uh michaels awesome yeah love it even in even in defeat he's a son of a bitch i love it so much yeah, and then we have our 15th song of the night from shinedown just real bad so our next match is uh, a triple threat from one of the championships. I love this so much. The match, both the match, but more importantly, the promo. Yes. So it's it's a the video. The video, right? Package. So basically, it's it's Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton versus Kurt Angle. Um, after Eddie Guerrero died, Ray dedicated the Rumble to Eddie, uh, and then Eddie or- and wins. Yeah, tosses and- Orton. And, and then wins. Orton says, you think Ray's in heaven? Ray's in hell. Other way, but yeah. Eddie's in hell. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite thing that Orton's ever done on Mike. is yeah. invoke the name of your, your dead uh, best so friend. So thus far we have uh, a dead wrestler, uh, the owner of the company saying there is no God, and then a casket match. I think you like this because it's like like most godless yeah, WrestleMania. this is the best. Yeah. 
Um, Ray ends up losing his title shot to Orton at, at one of the pay-per-views, um, but they give it back to him for the story. Uh, Angle's a real afterthought here because he's just the guy with the belt, and this story's kind of happening around him. Um, and then, actually, God is at this pay-per-view because... P-O-D. Payable on death. I didn't realize that they did his song, that yeah, they did Rey I think, Mysterio's song. Yeah. P.O.D. was on Shiprocked. That's great. I saw P.O.D. last year on a boat, and I also saw them in the Caribbean. They were on a they were on a stage in the beach, and I was like, when they play live, I'm going to have a blue drink, and I'm going to try to float out as far as possible. <laughs> and like, and I have a bunch of footage I was going to use for a music video of um of like the saddest party you've ever seen at 4 p.m. on a beach. Yeah, it's so great. That's pretty. Sad. I love P.O.D. You know who uh, Ray Mysterio does as well? Because after he comes out, he goes upstairs mm-hmm. to party with them in his headdress. Honestly, though, it's one of the least bad theme songs. Yeah, it's fine. It works yeah. for Rey Mysterio. Um, they play the whole song. It's like four minutes long. Yeah, that's not. we'll get a little bit of that later. Um, and Angle comes out looking noticeably thinner. Yeah. Uh, he had had, I guess, his, some, neck, his, some of his neck surgeries and stuff, but he was definitely thinner. Um, this match, so the problem with this is it's a Three really good workers. With three amazing finishing moves from these guys. Yeah, and everything looks great. And, I mean, they're doing stuff. That double German where Angle German suplexes Orton, who's German suplexing Ray, and Ray gets tossed around like a ragdoll. I mean, that's that's a good thing for, you know, as yeah. the, the true face in the match, the fact that Ray gets kind of, like, overpowered and all that. And you know what uh, Taz says after that? What? Suplex City. Yes, I did have that. So thank you, Taz, for inventing Suplex City. There's just some crazy. I mean, Angle does the run up top rope, belly to belly. Like he's he's throwing everyone around like ragdolls. And here's the problem with this: it's such a fast match, such a fast moving yeah. match, and it's less than ten minutes long. It's in the nine minute range. Yeah. But Angle, when he came out, has a shitload of fireworks, and it's like foggy and smoky. So for the first, I don't know, five minutes, it's like a little difficult to see what's going on. And yeah. these guys are amazing. Yeah, and the fact that it's it feels rushed. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys could do this stuff I fast. I wonder it's be- if Michaels and McMahon went over. Yeah, do you think? Do you <laughs> think that match went the, the second longest match of the night? Do you think we could have cut from that maybe? <laughs> Nothing. It was perfect. Never yeah. changed. No, I think this this really does suffer because they're short on time. Because there's some great stuff. I mean, uh, Ray doing a 619 and then getting right immediately into the ankle lock. There's a lot of like distractions, which it's a. I like the stuff they do. It's like little stuff because there are these big spots. Mm-hmm. But the with the triple threat, if you, your opponent is about to win, you can you just distract the ref. Yeah, it's so great. So there's stuff like that, and um, this feels the most video game like in terms of speed. Yeah, it's yeah, and in terms of quality of move, right? Just fuck, just flawless. It's it's just any one of these guys could have won, and you'd have been like, great, they earned it. Who cares? Right. But it, for the story to to cap off. The fact that it's Guerrero in the Hall of Fame and just died, and to end the story of that road to WrestleMania story, Ray wins, Which celebrates awesome. with Chavo and Vicky, and you see Ray's adorable children. They're there. Oh, it's I didn't see them. Really, really, really cute. They have tiny masks. No, okay. which I kind of was thinking that was a missed opportunity. Yeah. Um. So then we get. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Jr. Right. has a line okay. after he wins. This, his eyes full of tears. His heart full of Eddie Guerrero. I wouldn't mention a heart. <laughs> I wouldn't mention Eddie Guerrero's heart. Eddie Guerrero in the same you know, sentence. It would have been better if he was like, you know, he really has the heart of Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he God. should see a doctor. Fine. No, well, no, we're not done. We're not even. Oh, fuck. So Let's we have, just, do we even, even talk about this? 
Oh, no, no, no. Okay, we'll talk about this, okay. the Cena one. Yeah, so we do a side-by-side of Cena and Triple H preparing. Uh, thankfully not, I don't think one of them is in, a, in the bathroom this time. The last time we saw this, Austin was clearly in the bathroom. Cena is in like a hallway, though, or yeah. like a janitor's closet. But this is, we're still pushing this angle of Cena, the controversial, defiant superstar. He was so defiant, he was one of the only people to listen to hip-hop in Westbury, Massachusetts. Whether you love him or hate him, Cena is defiant, just like his young fans, says JR, which makes no sense. Yeah, they're not defiant. They're small children. Um, and they start teasing the fact that, yes, traditional fans might support Triple H, but this is the future. Um, anyway, we can skip right over the Playboy pillow fight. It happened, and it's the quietest it's ever been, and it's 2006, and they the somehow exists, made, and the yeah. arena is so fucking quiet, but it's not even that scandalous of a match. No, and they just made TNA boring, and the internet exists. All right, so and that's a four-minute match, by the way. Yeah. It's not, the, It's I think it's not, I it's think half, the Boogeyman <laughs> was long, shorter. Yeah, the Boogeyman match is shorter. Yeah. All right, great. Moving on. Okay, so this is the, this is perfect. There's a lot, of, I mean, the match is fucking garbage. Hold on, right? hold on. I hate on. this. There's a line right between the two that we have to mention. Go for it. JR, let's get back to some serious business. <laughs> yeah, this is real serious business. You know how it's serious? Because the two grown men play dress up. So these guys, I mean, the funny thing oh is it's like God. some of this works. It is were, very silly. Are you talking about the video package? Oh, like their story? I was no, even... no, the video, they have a WrestleMania press conference at the Chicago Theater. Oh, that, Theater. yeah, yeah, no, I mean... The fact that, you know, this is tr- Triple H with his, his Lemmy mustache. Which I think is a great look, no joke. Yeah, no, and actually, when he was at the press conference and being a shitty heel. Looks great. Yeah, I think it works. Yeah. I just wanted to get right to the intros of this match. Oh, hold on. Okay. Hold on. What else happens in the press conference? That's the only official activity. The press conference? Press conference. That's a real bummer. No 5K. No brunch. No. Why even bother? Thank you. Why are we doing this? I, I only like officially sanctioned activities. And it's not even as good as remember the Russell the WrestleMania uh, uh, press conference where like they were announcing who was going to face. That was cool. And Savage is like, God damn it! Yes. Like, no, this one you could see Man Cow in the background and a bunch of shitty fans. Like this is not the same, that's guys. Not, that's not. Good. I want to see angry people that I know that are like in disheveled. There's suits. no access. There's no. Nothing. Come on. This no no access. What's, yeah. What was this? Is even, did this even happen? Is this is WrestleMania? This, is this big time or not? <laughs> what are we doing here? Okay. Let's do Triple H's intro. Okay, so Triple H is the king of kings. He's the, the cerebral assassin. Uh, he has, he's the game, right? That's the things that he calls himself. He thinks he's in Braveheart like he was in that the Hollywood montage from the year before. Mm-hmm. Or Game of Thrones, which he predates. He created Game of Thrones. And if I watched one episode of Game of Thrones, I would have a reference right now. There you go. Insert... <laughs> I really do like the use of old films in the in the video package in his intro. No, joke. yeah, yeah, no, it, wor- it be- works better than the three D skulls that he has. In his- it's f- it's not that bad, right? But this is the thing he ha- he comes out a throne raises through the stage as his Motorhead theme is playing. And at first, it seems like he he fucked up. Somebody fucked up. This isn't timed correctly. But no, right. it was timed. No, correctly. it was timed correctly because he raises through the thing. He's sitting on a throne that's covered in skulls and crosses. It's got like an oversized like Thor sized sledgehammer. And he's holding his bottle of water, which is just so incongruous. <laughs> it just doesn't work. But it takes so long to do all that, they play the theme again. And then he makes his entrance awesome. to the ring wearing, like, his Viking gear. It looks so great. I'm not joking. This is one of the more understated Triple H <laughs> ones we'll have from here on out. The one last year is hands down the worst. The Terminator one? Yeah. That's it, the worst. But yeah. this is, he's got the giant, like, I'm a, it looks like a Hateful Eight coat. 
Yeah. Like, it's huge. It's yeah. fucking great. Right. He looked like he's coming from the woods and chopping down trees and shit. Yeah. Fine. Here Hammer we go. and sledge. Okay, here now we go. Now is a Cena video. And it's a newsreel. So, do you guys remember the Depression? Like, no one liked that. The Depression was bad. But then these gangsters, they, in Chicago, because we're in Chicago, so there's another reference if you're playing along. And uh, the uh, gangsters were like, they, they worked for the people, and uh, they showed a lot of hustle, loyalty, and respect. <laughs> <laughs> at best, at best one of those. It's like that. Hustle? Yeah. <laughs> they made they made gangsters heroic figures instead of cripplers of communities. And uh the good guy, John Cena, is is the basically Al Capone. <laughs> this is the best. I love it so much. And then it gets better. Oh yeah. Because then like a real like thirties caddy with suicide doors comes out with with gangsters on the running boards in their zoot suits with their Tommy guns. Uh, he's not even... He's not in the car. No spoilers yet. Okay. And yeah, uh, he's they not got, in the car. He's not even in the car, right? <laughs> they just not. bring it... No, because they roll it out. That's not in the car. And then his gangsters circle the ring just to make sure it's cool for the boss. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, we'll go. We'll do the fun fact after because... No, do the fun fact now. Then I can throw the music in. Oh, okay, that one of the uh, the gangsters is newly signed WWE wrestler CM Punk. There's the intro. Yeah. Then Cena's at the top of the ramp in his duster and his Tommy gun, which I'm really glad it I'm really glad it was it it shot some bullets, fake bullets. <laughs> Bullet Club Bullet Club founder John Cena. <laughs> yeah. It's so ridiculous. I love this so much. You know, and why okay, and it's so silly, <laughs> but it works cuz they're playing archetypes, right? Like when you're done laughing hysterically. This okay. is take this seriously, Brandon. He, he shoots the guns. <laughs> He shoots his gun and yeah. go pop, 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 pop. And the people in the crowd are like, yay. <laughs> but if it makes any sense in, th- in reality, if it was a real gun, he just shot out the ceiling <laughs> and it would hurt a lot of people. But yeah. people are like, yay. And then his theme music hits. And then it hits. <laughs> now, now here it is for the next two minutes. <laughs> yeah. No, and I think it worked. Like, I just wrote archetypes down because, like, at the end of the day, like, wrestling is morality play, like, Ancient warrior, you know, like fucking criminal. Like these are just like Jungian archetypes, and these guys are getting What's to live that? them out. What's that YouTube series that I'm assuming you don't watch, like Epic Rap Battles or something like that? That's something I don't watch. But you know what I'm talking about? No, There's like okay. commercials for it. Like, right, they're on billboards. This is ooh. A, it's in those ads that you can't skip over. Okay. Um, this is that. Like Al Capone versus the guy from Game of Thrones. <laughs> that actually, yeah. I mean, and rhymes, too. It's like that. This is amazing. I love everything about this. The wrestling is exactly what you'd expect. So, nothing to talk about. But the big thing here is it's very... It's reminiscent of Rock Hogan. It's also reminiscent of punk scene at the Allstate Arena a few years later. Yes. Uh, that's a little different. Sure. Because in this one, the 
definitely supposed to be the bad guy, Triple H. Definitely supposed to be the good guy, John Cena. Crowd in Chicago does not feel that way. And this is the whole, this is why they wrote that whole, that defiant, controversial, because even at this point, people were sick of fucking gimmicks. I love it so much. Yeah. I, I know that, like, everyone else lived through this in real time, but skipping over it, everything, yeah. by a year, seems best. Yeah, you realize he, like, headlines or is in the main event every year for, like, yeah, don't, 29. Don't watch. Don't give a fuck. Yeah, just say, you're making me watch, goddammit. He's the best. He has a Tommy gun, he's got CM Punk. Yeah, there's nothing about this match that it's it's all there. Here's the difference between Cena and, and Hogan. Yes, it's a shitty gimmick. I get it. I understand why people are sick of it. But Cena can, has a fine skill set. He can actually do things. Now it's great. Now he's got a great skill set. He, for what they do. Yeah. yeah, and in 2006, it's totally fine. He could actually do these things. It's fine. It's just it's every Cena match and now forever. You know, I mean, he's going to hit his stuff. He's going to... And that's why I like when he doesn't hit the five knuckle trouble the first time. And yeah. when you do a thing where you're like, you can't see me, and then you go, oh, I'll just get up and then hit you. And then, <laughs> and then he gets a spine buster. Like, that's good. I like... It doesn't matter. This whole match is in nothing. But it's so interesting to watch, and I recommend watching just because hearing the crowd boo. There are no... It's not like Triple H... They want Triple H to win. They just want everyone to lose. I I don't think so. No, I, no, there bullshit. is some. No, there's plenty of cheering for Triple H. Anytime they're doing like I a just hit. heard a lot of Cena sucks. No, when they're doing hit for hit, it might be by default. But yay, they are boo, still, yay, boo, yeah. They yeah. are cheering for Triple H, mm. even by default. And at this point, I think they're tired of of his gimmick. I'm not disagreeing that yeah. the crowd is tired of its of his gimmick. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I think the reason, and this boils into everything else, is. I don't like these wrestling fans. <laughs> That's fine. And where are they from? Parts unknown. They're from the fucking suburbs. Okay. They are ECW fans. That's nice. No, what I like about this is he's loyal to the gimmick. It's a horrible gimmick. Right. But he's but he's morphed it into what he wants it to be. And now he's awesome. No joke. Like, we're going to really miss him the next 18 months or nine months or however long he's out. We missed him th- after th- two months. I thought that, and then his first match back, I was like, oh, right. No, I loved it. I loved it. I'm totally fine with this being the same thing. And the fact that now he's not headlining makes it even better because now it's just like it's like the taker thing. It's like you know what's going to happen, but who cares? It's fun. Right. I don't give a fuck. No, I know. It's not. It To me, at a certain point, it's less fun, even though I can appreciate what he does. Oh, yeah. Cena wins. Whatever. For the it's second straight even, year, Triple H taps out. But it the just main take, event oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying in general. I thought you said when you're like Cena wins. The fact that that's every match, I don't care. It doesn't matter who wins. I don't need him to win or lose. It's the fact that if it's 100 percent of the time, there's no drama. There's nothing. There's no tension in, in matches that should have stakes, right? Like WrestleManias or like big pay per views or like culminations of feuds of stuff. Not like he beats some asshole on on Monday. Who gives yeah. a shit? But the fact that it's that that last half of the match is always going to work the same way. It's like, why even bother? You know, like, why bother? Because it's not going to be any different. So All right. that's where it gets frustrating. And I get why, like, quote-unquote real fans and stuff don't like him or mm-hmm. why they're, but why you can appreciate some of what he does. But I'm kind of in the middle. But I, I, the missing him thing, at this point, they were tired in 2006. And it'll be t- deep into 2016, t- but before he's back. So <laughs> Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think that they should just cancel WrestleMania until John Cena could come back. Well, if anybody else gets hurt, <laughs> oh yeah, 
They might have. They have a smaller venue in mind. Oh boy, it's gonna. Oh, I can't wait till the fake terrorist attack that happens in Arlington. They've already they sold out, probably. It's I don't right. think they have. Do they? Yep. Why am I whispering like that? It's Anyways, I thought it was a great mania. No joke. Nothing. Think, nothing that important happened. It was no one's best match. I think it's very boring. I disagree. I love it. There's love things it. that I enjoyed, but I think it's it's we've seen. This and all I before. I think honestly, the theme music has a lot to do with it. I really don't pay attention to the theme music. I love it, and uh, I love Peter Gabriel. It's not Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit or nothing. 